The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, the heroes parlay with two nefarious necromancers. The prophecies spoke of a four-headed beast who would enter this hall and leave as one single instrument of destruction for the pallid princess. Yes, we shall go to my lover, and he will create what you are to become. But relations soon grow cold. Who is this lover you speak of? I just wanted to know who we should return your remains to when this is finished. (laughs) And the heroes leap into action. When you said you were going to piece together this great ugly beast, you forgot to mention my sense of humor. Even as dark magic envelops them all. In the back corner of the room, the Cyclops, she casts a glance over the room, looking at each of you in turn, and then just... Cast some sort of spell on all of you. The adventure continues. As the outsider approaches with key in hand. Now the pallid princess's great work begins. Now. What is going on, Nacione? It's your good pal, buddy, friend, Joe O'Brien here to say thank you for joining us for what is presumably the 192nd time. Now, that is commitment. If anybody ever tells you you have problems with commitment or that you don't see things through, send them my way. I will give you a glowing recommendation. I only have one order of business this week, one focus. I'm whittling it down to one. Despite all the orders of business I'm supposed to discuss, such as the fact that our Portland and Seattle shows are both officially sold out, and if you have any hope of seeing us in Dallas or Brooklyn, you better get on it right now, but I just don't have time for those announcements this week. This week, I want to talk to you about what the Glass Cannon Network means to me. Maybe I should start by telling you that after four years of recording the Glass Cannon podcast, on Friday... January 18th, 2019, I resigned from the company I worked for for over 15 years to commit to working on the Glass Cannon Network full time. And my good buddy Troy has done the same. During the intro that released on Christmas Day, I hinted that we had been working on something behind the scenes that forced us to put cannon fodder on hiatus and to stop new recordings of disorganized play, among other things, uh, things that upset me greatly. The truth is, the reason I sort of disappeared from GMing especially was because for the last four months, I have been knee-deep in the business of making the Glass Cannon Network a business that could support not just Troy and I, but many more employees down the line. And during that time, it occurred to me that 
If we're working on pre-production for something like Androids and Aliens or Raiders of the Lost Continent, you guys know that it's coming. And the work is eventually published, obviously. So it hits your mobile devices and you can see or hear uh, the fruits of Troy and Skid's labor in those examples uh, as they run those adventures. The boring business side of the Glass Cannon Network is far less sexy, but it's my specialty. I don't build effective characters, obviously. I can't do an Australian accent, and I don't come up with good names for anything. But if you need a budget or an application for an emerging business program or somebody to really sort through that tax law, I'm your guy. It is the not fun part. It's the stuff that isn't good for radio. But the thing is, the business stuff is sneaky important. It's the foundation that everything else is built on. And just like everything we do at Glass Cannon, we took our time and we did it right. Despite the hard fact that its rewards don't pay off right away, we know we are not going to see a huge spike in downloads next week. And we're not going to be releasing a new adventure next month. But for those of you that are in it for the long game, like we are, we have just set ourselves up to do this for a long time. And to us, that means the possibilities are endless. The Glass Cannon Network just leveled up. Get ready for some upgrades. So what are those? It's all well and good to talk a big game about uh, it doesn't pay off right away. You got to stay in it for the long term uh, to talk about media empires and EGOTs upon EGOTs. But what is really going to happen here right out of the gate? The answer is the short answer is a ton of things. But just to highlight a few upgrades. How about expanded merchandise on the glass cannon store? faster shipping times, and just better customer service all around. Our top priority for a long time had to be releasing quality content on time every time. But now we can expand on those goals. How about new Patreon products? Faster and more efficient Patreon fulfillment. Just more Patreon presence in general is so important to me. More social media content on several different fronts. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Have any of you ever heard of the Twitter handle at Joe O'Brien's brain? I bet you haven't. That's because old man O'Brien never had any time to do Twitter. Well, now it's a whole new Joe. Give me a follow at at Joe O'Brien's brain and come along for the ride, man. This stuff is just what we can do now. It's just the tip of the iceberg. The list of things that we can do to improve the entire experience for our listeners gets longer every day that Troy and I are in the office together. And now we're going all in. Our lives and the dental work of my children literally depends on it now. Speaking of which, this is when I actually have to get personal for a second and say that I hope you guys know that I know that this opportunity has only been afforded to me because of your incredible generosity. I've said it in dozens of intros, but frankly, I don't really care. And I will say it again because I mean it every time. Those of you that join Patreon or buy merchandise from our store or grab tickets to live shows or even just tell a friend to listen to the podcast, you are all chipping in to make one nerd's dream of playing games for work instead of after work, a reality. I am eternally in your debt, which is why I quit my job two weeks ago, because you all deserve that level of commitment. And I would say that this is a dream come true. Uh, and in some ways it is, obviously, but it doesn't feel that way right now, to be honest. This week, today, now... It feels like I've got a lot of work to do, but for the first time in my life, I can't wait to do it. I love you, Glass Cannon Nation. Thank you for indulging me. I know this was a really long one, but you only quit your day job once, unless you're my friend Dave. Then you quit your day job once roughly every 14 months. Okay, that is it. Enough from me. On to the show. Please. 
Enjoy episode 192 of the Glass Cannon Podcast. Things are a little tense right now in the studio. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I've never heard the elevator move as many times as it has in the last 10 minutes. I'm so nervous. Um, we're pretty sure there is a, uh, there's a situation going on in I our think this, the start of this episode is going to end up being our black box. Oh, my God. There it is. You can hear it. You can hear it happening right now. No. Wait. Matthew's going to go diffuse. <laughs> yeah, Matthew, oh, my God. Matthew, just look through the peephole, please. People. Matthew's going to check this out, but basically what we've surmised with our wild imaginations is there's at least three to four active shooters in the building. <laughs> um, it's not something to joke about. <laughs> but there are definitely cops that came to our door. Cop- yeah. one had with a, a shield. shield. One had a shield. Like one- a plus one Skid, shield. Yeah. Skid, you have a first-hand account. Human bane. Yeah, I kept, because I earlier, when we were, there's been a lot of activity out in the hall that says we're trying to get ready. And There's so much room for like it. ten minutes ago, fifteen minutes ago, like I heard something slam, and I thought I heard somebody scream, but I wasn't sure. And then just just as we were trying to get our silence before we started, the, so I heard, we heard someone open the door. Yeah, and I went over there, and it's like four cops, and they're like, "Hey, uh, did you see anybody in pajamas running around screaming, covered in blood?" And, hey, uh, hey, Skid, why didn't you? Why why wasn't your first response? Do you have a fucking warrant? <laughs> Am I being detained? Am I being? I don't have to answer your question. Am I under arrest? (laughs) Hey, Miranda, ever heard of him? It'd be funny if you answered the door with like a handful of blood-soaked pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, haven't seen anything. Not at all. That's an important detail because uh, you know, just I don't have time for this. I have a podcast to record. (laughs) I really hope this turns out well since we're making. I do too because about it. Yeah, someone. Yeah. Yeah, but listening to this podcast, people don't see what happens here. I mean, they do on some of our twitches, right? But Skid oftentimes has a bathrobe or some pajamas on. He likes <laughs> sure, to relax that's, in that's those. True. Sometimes. And the cop was like, "Have you seen a man in pajamas?" Yeah, and you were so lucky to yeah, not be wearing them. I, I really, yeah, I, I could have been wearing my com- my comfy pants. If you open that door. And- in what you normally wear. Yeah. That guy with the shield would have taken you he out before you could have said anything. Out. This would be like, boom! <laughs> we just hear, bang, 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 bang! Skid, what's going on over there? Oh, man. Oh, man. It's very but yeah, there's still stuff, like, hap- it sounds like there's still stuff happening out there. Yeah, yeah. So this we're could a, be the shortest episode of Glass Cannon Podcast it's ever. Just, it's weird, because, like, we're in a security building. You have to have a key fob to get in, and, you know, it's not a weird neighborhood or anything. It's just, it's, I'm really curious. You know, they're the going to ca- catch the bad guy, and he's going to like, I wasn't locked in here with you. You were all locked in here with me. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Fun? Well, Grant, you said you could just scale down from the fourth floor. No, not scale. I would fall Jumped. and still live. Oh, you'd fall and live. <laughs> yeah, because my. Like I, a cat. I'm, I'm made not out sure of, what your argument was. I made that. out of. Yeah. <laughs> My, my my bones are coated in adamantium, like Wolverine. Ah, okay. Yeah, so, so you don't so really have playing a, pretend. You don't have a real plan. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe, you said you are trained in being able to bar the door. That's true. So That's you, true. My, my old in. job. Right. You're old. Man, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since a, I worked the old office job. So, uh, I, yeah, I worked on the uh, 26th floor of a downtown financial district building. And I was a deputy warden for my floor. And so I had to go twice a of year you were. for training. <laughs> of course Did I you was. you volunteer? <laughs> well, or did you lose a bet? Yeah. I, I sort <laughs> did you have to volunteer? I yeah. Sort of, yeah, I sort of had to volunteer. It was, it was one of those situations. Right. Uh, also, looking around at my coworkers, I was like, uh, yeah, I want to know how to get out of here because none of them are going to help. <laughs> right. And so, uh, yeah, they train you how to deal with a lot of these situations. Obviously, not just fire, but also police actions and horrible weather or a falling crane or there's a million different things that can happen in Manhattan. My favorite thing. They're about like, not to scare you, not to scare you, but this happens all the time. Yeah, they always say this. Like, no, I don't want to scare you, but here are five terrifying things that will probably happen today. <laughs> right. Like, it all happened last month, uh, you know, a couple blocks away. The, uh, the fire training is great because they always say things like, if you touch a door to see how hot it is, use the back of your hand because you don't want to be it's crawling true. around on your palms that are burned off. That's correct. I don't appreciate how you're making fun of it, but uh, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> he is, after all, a deputy warden. <laughs> I am true. a deputy. Do you realize you're talking to a deputy warden? <laughs> I'm Wait, so sorry, sir. When you I left, a... did they make you hand in your badge? <laughs> <laughs> they, I had to hand in my your gun vest. and your badge. <laughs> I got, we, as a, as Whenever a, they did a fire drill, I had to wear my orange vest. <laughs> and everybody was like, you fucking geek. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I was like, I want to make sure they know who the deputy warden is. It's right? Casual Friday. <laughs> and, then well, yeah. I, and then I would report on my coworkers that did not have uh, proper uh, paths of, of egress from their offices. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not. I'm you're just kidding. That's why you got kicked out of Philadelphia. <laughs> and you live in New York City now because you're a narc. Uh, no, but they, I told the guys, I was like, if shit went down, I could barricade that door uh, and have a uh, With what? What a would you use? Place yeah, what would you use up? besides Matthew? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not a very good barrier. Grant would be a way better <laughs> barricade. When they shoot me, yeah. I fall down. That's true. That's true. I'm way I'd more use, I mean, chairs would be great. Just have a couple chairs and then put that metal between the, the bar uh, to not the our, handle to not open. Not our fancy, expensive chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never hear those cracking well, or creaking on the podcast. I think we have some options. All right. We're, good. We'll be fine. We're good. fine. You seem I'm really still nervous. Like, I'm nervous. I'm a little I'm nervous on edge. You know, we don't know. Like, if someone, if a guy in bloody pajamas is going to come knocking through well, the door. Also, I'm just now. I, I mean, who knows what happens? We could actually be legitimately hurt. It's just very it's true. The cops are going to come in and hear me. Like, looks like you guys got a lot of sound dampening. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> What's going on here? What are you trying to hide all <laughs> the screaming <laughs> in pajamas? I just think it's one thing. It's like, hey, did you see a guy about this tall? Blah blah blah. But when he's like, do you see a guy running around in pajamas screaming? That's not good. No. That's not good. No. That's not a, uh, a, a simple mistake. Yeah. When it's not even <laughs> bedtime. It's not a misunderstanding. Right. It's not even bedtime. Right. That's exactly. the scary thing. <laughs> the the weird the part is a child? Yeah. Did you mean to say a child running around in pajamas? Skid hasn't said this yet, but when the cops came up to the door and said, have you seen an ICP member running around? <laughs> Insane clown posse. He didn't mean to correct them to say a glass cannon podcast. Yeah, that would have GCP member. That would have been more frightening. Well, speaking of frightening, oh man, we're in a good mood now. I got to be honest. I'm frightened. Right? Should we hit the lights? Nope. (laughs) No, that doesn't seem like a good idea at all. You are deep, deep into this mountain tomb. You crossed this chasm, which you saw a few episodes back. Um Possibly new construction, possibly, uh, I mean, who knows what? You really didn't take a lot of time to try and figure out what type of engineering uh, made this happen. You became fascinated with this dark tapestry that was blocking off even more new construction. As you're kind of looking around it after disposing with those gold dacos, those milky forehead eye weird creatures. Dacos. Goldacos. Goldacos. You are looking at the tapestry and you hear a voice on the other side, a female voice welcoming you in. Please enter. Let us parlay. She knows who you are. She knows your names. The gunslinger. The one they call Ashpeak. The giant slayer rushing towards his end. Oh, <laughs> Pembroke. We only met that guy. Just met that guy. How do they know? <laughs> That's what makes it really scary. <laughs> I didn't mean to expect him to live this long. Pembroke. You would think they would say, and then you, well, you're new. We don't know you. <laughs> but they didn't. We left a four-star review on your iTunes. <laughs> An old man looking for one final triumphant journey to end his life as if a deathbed contrition will erase the man he's been. And the one who walks across time, Firazael said. She introduces herself as Oninfexia, this cyclops, one eye, staring at you, very calmly talking. And her associate, another female, giant, looks eerily similar to the one that killed Lork, that milky face almost devoid of flesh under a black robe. Her name is Zoya Betta. She mentions Earthash's gift to them, Orphos Norkim. You start putting two and two together. You remember the note that you found on Orthash signed X and O, and you realize that's who you're now talking to. We end last week, and she's going back and forth to each of one of you. She says something about and, and this dwarf who just really wants to know who he is. And what a shame, what a pity that he was so close, so close to finding out. She continues, 
you all detest what we stand for, yet you enter our chapel, our holy ground, seeking to bathe in our blood. Ergatho has done well to bring you to us. The prophecies spoke of a four-headed beast who would enter this hall and leave as one single instrument of destruction for the pallid princess. Zoyabetta, what do you think? She looks over at the other giant. She's like, yes. Yes, we shall go to my lover. And he will create what you are to become. I imagine he'll... He'll use the old man's brain. So full of intelligence and wisdom through the years. Perhaps the nimble legs of the giant slayer. The dexterous hands of the gunslinger. And the subtle flesh of the woman. To create something truly magnificent. Onanfexia continues. She's like, yes, yes, Soya, but I can see it now. Once constructed together, you will make a proper consort for our queen. It seems like so long ago that portents and visions guided me to the Mindspin Mountains when I came upon the gathering of the armies. Night after night I spent listening to Urathash's sermons, listening for her to speak to me, until I made my way independently to Skiergard and obtained an audience with Skierkatla, who accepted me into her service. Yet after all this time searching, only now, seeing you, do I feel as if I've found my true purpose. Each of you have sown destruction everywhere you went. But do not be foolish now. Lay down your arms. Do not cast your spells. Swallow your temerity and sacrifice yourselves to Lady Despair so that she may take you into her loving arms tonight. Know this. This tomb will consume you one way or another. She closes her eyes and Zoyabetta, or her eye rather, and Zoyabetta closes her eyes and she just starts speaking. It's like the outsider approaches with key in hand. Now the pallid princess's great work begins. And as she says this, a body on the slab nearest, looks like Pembroke, starts to rise up. The body of an undead cyclops rises up from the table and stares at you. <laughs> Roll for initiative. Oh no! You can't even negotiate. <laughs> oh no! You can talk. I had a counterproposal. Please, plan. seriously, I got things to say. Talking is a free action. <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to do it in in initiative order. Oh damn it! I'm not going to get to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be over by the time I get to talk. Exactly. <laughs> Multiple uh, attacks will have been unfurled. Oh boy! Oh, roll, Ricka, roll. Oh yeah, Ho- hold on a second. Hold on a second. Everybody stop. Nobody's allowed to roll initiative. That's actually that's not true. You guys do whatever you want. But I <laughs> don't say that. Grant will be rolling. That's true. That's true. Uh, I just want to uh, give a big shout out and a huge thank you to my friends Kevin and Aaron. I met Kevin at PAX Unplugged, and uh, he and his son Aaron. I think it's Kevin's a father and Aaron's a son. Listen to uh, our podcast in the car together. And his son bought these dice for me. A set of uh, 
transparent green dye uh, that I'm going to use for this full episode. So thank you so much, guys. I didn't get to meet Aaron on Sunday. I just missed them. And then they sent it to me in the mail. They were going to give it to me in person, oh, but I missed nice. them. So uh, Did they he choose? says, P.S., I'm the guy who gave Troy the beer pa- uh, beer care package at the Philly meetup. Oh. Oh. oh, my God. That was a clutch package. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank oh, those you. were really good. Oh, my God. Those that were was good uh, stuff. Yeah, I had some of those. So those what do you really think great. the name of the son is? Uh, I think it's Aaron. Oh, so Aaron. Earmuffs for the rest of the episode because Joe's gonna roll. If you know what I'm saying, Aaron, guy's gonna end up on the floor. Aaron, did they give you green for, for good. the Eagles. I think they did. They said go Eagles right in this yeah. uh, uh, right in this uh, letter here. Go birds, uh, Aaron. Thank you <laughs> yeah, so much, and uh, and uh, good for good or ill. It's on you, Aaron. It's your fault today. So, all right, all right, all right. Uh, what do you got there, Feyraza? What are you sitting on? I am sitting on a twenty. 20. Okay. That's What's your uh, niche bone? Plus eight. Plus eight. Okay. Uh, what about you, Baron? Baron has the lowest possible roll he can do. Oh, no. 14. <gasps> oh, Natty, what? You were going to no. re-roll it. <sighs> Pembroke. Uh, I, Pembroke also has a 14. 14. Ooh. I'm assuming that's a little bit I believe his <laughs> bonus Do you have a, do you have a plus... 18. Then you have a negative four. Yeah, I rolled a negative four. <laughs> okay, good. I, I mistakenly bought my minus four to 20 sided die. It's like a die that you roll in another place. Yeah, it has 25 sides uh, to it. And yeah. uh, what about Dalgraith De- Deathbringer? Dalgraith is a 19. 19. C. 19 going on 20. My hero. <laughs> I'll save you, Pembroke. Raza. You already talked to me. Please. Oh. Speak to the room. It's my turn? Yes, it's your turn, and I, I want to hear what you have to say. I have a counter proposal. I really just want to get you an initiative order here. Oh, okay. You want me to, you want me to fill, the, fill the dead air for you? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Well, that's now that I know the assignment. <laughs> fill it up. Really fill it. <laughs> <laughs> Explore the space. It sounded it's weird for some reason. <laughs> Put on some pajamas. Go run around. <laughs> Were you the one wearing, wearing pajamas earlier, Troy? That was you. Wait, is, has the call been coming from inside the studio this whole time? Oh, my God, it was Troy. What a twist. This is one time we were driving to Lake Placid, and for some reason the radio started playing. It was Casey Kasem who's like, it's today's greatest hits from 1981. But it sounded like it was happening now, and so I tricked oh, my oh. wife that we had went through a time warp. <laughs> And, and I, I had pushed it so far that she was like, all right, now you're starting to freak out. <laughs> Coming so in at number five. In my mind, we're going to go out. We're going to hear gunshots. We're going to go out there. And it's Matthew sitting there oh, in pajamas, man. even though he was just here a second wow. ago. Because it's already happening in the what past. A twist. How fitting. That it's Feyraz's turn. This doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It does in my horror film. Are we all married to you now? Are we all your wives? Yes. That you tricked us? And here's the number one hit. They already saw the man in pajamas. How could I have died in the past? Don't stand so close to me. Don't stand so. Don't stand so. Don't stand so close to me. Coming in at number two to everyone out there running around in bloody pajamas. God, I really hope whoever is. I know. I hope okay. this is, I'm sure they're fine. I'm on edge. Yeah. We'll report back next week. <laughs> or, or not. Or, or not. Will we? <laughs> All right, Feyraza, you right. did so well saving the chosen one. Let's see what you got. Who is this lover you speak of? My lover. My lover? My lover. <laughs> oh, really, my lover? His name is Nefandros. I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to meet him, but he will enjoy you after your demise. I just wanted to know who we should return your remains to when this is finished. <laughs> I, have, I have a counter-proposal to yours. That's cold. <laughs> no, Feraza, no. We won't be returning any remains anywhere. You're right, Dalgrith. As soon as these ones go down, they get burnt like all the rest. You're going up in smoke so we don't see you again, alive or undead, or whatever you call yourselves. Of course, I defer to your judgment, yes. Dalgrith Deathbringer. Classic Dalgrith. Classic. <laughs> Much like your Speech to the quivering lich of Maribone Bog. I can't believe I you heard it. of that. Oh, I memorized it. I read its account in the, in the you, record of the day. Raza turns to, turns to the, 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 the three enemies. You sure you want us still? <laughs> when, you, when you said you were going to piece together this great ugly beast, you forgot to mention my sense of humor. I think that's going to be important in your build. 
But I, uh, I think now you better be a lot more concerned with what this one's going to do to you. And he looks at Pembroke, and then he's like, and what this one's going to do to you. And he looks at Baron. I don't think you understand quite what you're dealing with. But by all means, do what you must. She bows her head to you. Ferasa, as if to say, let's dance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pas de deux. Very well. And Faraza snaps her fingers and becomes dust. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> she still she left us. She retained she her form. She, right. she, she cast she us. She disintegrated her right before our eyes. <laughs> Mary, with only a bow. See, I told you we would destroy you. That was me that did that to her. Take my body now. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Your disembodied voice just like emanating I mean, through. My form is still there. I'm just entirely made of dust. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> well... It and is I will, now, and I will move into the room. It is now Zoya Betta's turn. Zoya Betta, and Zoya Betta is which one? Zoya Betta is the one in the center of the room, the strange-looking giant that is of similar make to the one that killed Lork. Right. That reanimated Orphis. So, whatever type of giant this is, you can surmise at this point that they are. Uh, they're involved in the reanimation, but not even the reanimation of corpses. The the sort of uh, reconstruction. There's a very Mary parts. Shelley vibe happening here. Yes. I mean, yeah. you remember that room you found of just parts? It's all starting to come together. Yeah. And Zoya Beta is perhaps the one or one of the ones behind this. It's like Voltron, but fucked up. But fucked <laughs> up. She is going to rush, charge, if you will. And I won't. At Dalgraith Deathbringer. Ooh. Ooh. Drawing a scythe as she does. Ooh. Brutal. Ooh, man. Come on, man. Ten feet away with one attack. Here it is. Oh, that is going to be a 30 to hit. That is a hit. Oh. Wait, are we... This is going back a couple weeks now. Are, do we have stone skin? That was a good question. That's a really great question. Let's uh, check my hero. How I, long? How long yes, did it last? We do have here. We do have it. I, eight, think, I think we should have it. Ten we, minutes per level, or until discharge. We zipped in, and it. So it was. Uh, uh, what was? Tw- yeah. So it's two hundred minutes. So it's hours. Yeah. So we zipped in, had that first combat, didn't heal, moved through the tapestry. So yeah. I think so you've lost. Yeah. You've all lost various chunks of it, but you still have it. Not all of us. I, I never. No, got yeah, hit. I didn't take a hit. Either. I didn't get hit. Uh, oh had, no, I did get hit. But no, I we had, how many hit points do we have on it? One hundred fifty. One hundred fifty. One hundred fifty. Yeah. So I did lose a chunk of it. And I think it's trackable. On and remember, it's it is, it is, it's it trackable. And remember, you only lose ten at a time. So you right. you still take whatever's over ten in a given hit. Right. Um, Troy okay. just got really sad. Yeah. No. No. I, how long does it last? It lasts it was 200 minutes. We used the forge. And you guys went straight into here. Yeah, we, we used the forge to cast it, not our... our right, powers. right. Yeah, so we teleported straight in, did the fight, and then went into this room. Uh, you take 21 points of damage. Okay. And immediately, one negative level. Oh, my oh, God. Oh. No save? No save. With energy drain, when wow. you get hit with energy drain, you automatically take that level right away. Yeah. And then you get the save after 24 hours. Right. Uh, it's permanent or not. So you have energy drain. Did you say 21 points of damage? And 21 points of damage. But Dalgraith, you can answer back because you're up. Okay. Uh, answer back your, immediately. Your speech to them was a standard action, but you still have uh, a move action. All right. That was worth it. Uh, let's see. He's going to get himself. Ooh. Beep. This is dicey. Dicey. Yeah. He's going to try to get himself inside uh, the the scythe range of this guy. Um, it's a it's a female giant. A female. Can I do a knowledge check? Yeah. So knowledge loke. <laughs> is that what we're talking about? Sure. Knowledge. Right. Is it or is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, 17. 17. I can't tell you anything. All right. You've seen a lot of giants in your time, I'm sure. Yeah. You've never I seen a giant. I've seen nothing like, like this before. Never heard of it. Um, but I know how to stay away from a scythe. You get inside the swing. So he's going to jump, run into the creature. Uh, Closer. And, yeah. Closer. So he's, he's going to roll a. 
acrobatics check to avoid an attack of opportunity. Right, because because he's reach. moving past. He's not taking a five foot step. He's jumping onto the creature. I feels you to climb up it. So okay. quick acrobatics check. Oh, and it's hurt by the thingy. Uh, there we go, Kevin and Aaron Netty. Oh my god, I can't even do the math. Um, Forty three. Forty. Wow. Forty-seven. That's high. That uh, that's that a be- high number. That beats at CMD. Yes. <laughs> Are we done complaining about Baron? Avoid it. Yeah, Are we yeah, done? You're going to get a lot of heat. For the record, now. that was a natural Moved nineteen. Away. That was a natural. Oh, that's a hell of a roll. Still better well, than anything. Still. Do. Uh, all right. Nice job. Yes. You. It. It. It like swings and misses <laughs> off the floor. Actually, no, I won't. It doesn't swing and miss because then I would have used my attack of opportunity. So. You're oh just, right, you're right, just right, right. Too fast. So I'm just too so fast. It doesn't have combat reflexes. Flavor swing. Uh-huh. Actually, I'm look, as I said that, I'm like, let me look to make sure it doesn't have combat. <laughs> so you don't know. Flavor swing. Flavor swing. Uh, I, I'm going to trust that you prepared well, Troy. I kind of want to sit in a flavor swing. <laughs> That'd be great. I, I, I feel like this space was occupied by a lot of flavor swings <laughs> before we moved in. <laughs> they were, I think before. they were very, very real. Oh, yeah. They're flavorful. They don't make those type of starburst. <laughs> uh, okay, he will jump onto the creature and then... He's going to, um, as he's moving, he pulls out this short sword, and he'll, so he'll take a stab. Oh, I have to do uh, the climb check, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, climb check is a thir- uh, 34. Oh. And what is the DC? What a terrible CMD. Role. It's a CMD? Yeah. Straight up CMD? Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. yeah. But probably just barely. The CMD is 34. Yeah. Oh, wow. so, yeah so just got wow. up there. Just, oh. It's that scythe, man. Yeah. yeah. So he, he gets up there, hangs on, gets within uh, the swing of the scythe, and then he'll Take a quick stab uh, with this. This is like holy, Legolas taking holy down the short sword. Okay, quick stab with a with a holy short sword. Uh, that's an eighteen. Ooh, that oh, is a that's not going to do it. So yeah, oh, uh, can't quite get it in there. Uh, he knows that he does better when these creatures are slightly distracted. But you're on else. top of it. But yeah, he's on the creature. Yeah, he's physically on the creature right now. Okay. Uh, it is now that strange <clears throat> undead cyclops that rose off the slab. Right near Pembroke. So bad. So bad. It's just placement. Pembroke just happened to be to the north. This thing rises off the slab and will do two slams. It looks like it's made out of pastrami, by the way. As it stands up, though, the one eye looks right at you, Pembroke. And just like shakes its head at you and uses flash of insight. Oh no! It is an automatic natural twenty. Can I make a uh, an argument? Sure. I believe that it should not be able to rise up and take two attacks before Pembroke does anything. Like seeing this thing rise up, I believe he would take some sort of action to would, defend himself. Would not be flat-footed, per se. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I know technically he's flat-footed. I'm just saying, I think the creature's action was moving to get up. I think it was flavor that it got up without that's, us, like, fighting back. Right. That's what I was doing. So then it wouldn't get to... Oh, right. Uh, right. Well, so here's the, the thing. It, it just has a special power called Quick Strikes that allows it, on a full attack action, to make an additional attack. Oh. Yes. So it would take three attacks? No, in this case, it only takes two. It only has one attack. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but the first one is a natural 20. To confirm, uh, 26. Yeah, that'll do it. It's not too bad. <laughs> it's, uh... Uh-oh. That sounds bad. <laughs> when it takes you that long to add it up. 21 <laughs> points of damage. Okay. All it's right. just that's, a that's, slam. It's just... Ah, boom! It's just just okay. a gentleman's slam. Hit okay. you. Uh, 11, <laughs> points, 11, 11 points of damage. Yeah. Okay. And then the second slam, uh, 26 to hit. That's also a hit. Will be a hit for 12 points of damage max. Okay. Is it second attack at its full base attack bonus, or does it go down? Or is that quick In strike? This quick strike, you get it at your full... That's cool. Yeah, highest base attack bonus. Uh, I've never heard of this. It's an exceptional ability it's, called Quick Strikes. Yeah, it's like rapid fire, but for melee. So it's just right on an unguarded pems. Oof. And it is Baron's turn. Baron looks at Dahlgrith, bearing down on this creature, climbing all around him and then failing to attack and thinks, that's a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. And then he does a targeting attack, but before he does... He wants to do a perception check on how the scythe is being held. Ah. Uh, he gets a total of a 26 to see, like, is there, like, anything special holding the scythe? 
Uh, no, it looks like it's just being wielded with two hands. All right. Uh, then Baron is going to... Quick sp- question. I just wanted to, to clarify. You were just being really mean to Dalgrith in your yep. head? Yep. In okay. my head. Okay. Not, not Noted. Dalgrith doesn't know. No, no, no. Noted. Joe. By Joe. Joe, Joe is noting. <laughs> I am noting it. He's even writing it down. I am. I'm writing the date uh, and the time. I have a list I of all my enemies. <laughs> I wrote about it in my diary later that day. <laughs> uh, so, um, Baron is going to roll to hit targeting. Targeting. The arms of this creature. That's fine. That's fine. 12 on the die. 29 to hit! Oh. Oh. Alright, now, is that against AC, Touch AC, CMD? Touch AC, baby. Against Touch AC. Really? Wow. To shoot its weapon out is still Touch? Yep. Wow. Positive, Grant. Uh, absolutely. 100%. Uh, I'm going to read it again you because you guys are in my head. <laughs> Maybe 98? Uh, There's a chasm between 99 You know what? Troy, I'm going to give you a way out. Okay. If the if the creature Get does out. not have one of the body parts, does your creature have arms? Yes. Okay, then... It can be targeted. I've tipped my hand. Uh, <laughs> I've tipped my eyes. I've, I've, I've said too much. Too much. <laughs> you know, there's nothing with inside of uh, <laughs> there's nothing inside of targeting that says it does not hit against touch AC. From what I can read. All right, then. Uh, so I typically forthcoming from Troy. You yeah. you hit the you hit the arms and you knock the weapon out of its hand. Is that how it works? Yes. Uh, even if it's wielded with two hands, it gets knocked out. Items held in a lock gauntlet are not dropped on a hit. Mm, I need to start populating lock. That's why I was doing. A little perception, and uh, before Baron ends his turn, where does that scythe go? Uh, is it I like think a it's a one d eight. It doesn't well, say in the rules. How does gravity uh, function in the room? Uh, all right, so it <laughs> it goes straight up and sticks to the ceiling. <laughs> it actually goes in the to the to the northeast in the, this quadrant right here. Excellent. What would be the three spot if you're looking around him? Yeah, but between uh, him. Yeah, between him and... And our uh, boss. Onanfexia. Onanfexia. And Baron just wants to roll a knowledge check on these creatures in the room if he can. What would you like him to roll? Uh, what do you want to roll? Dungeoneering. Why don't you just tell me the name nature. of the movie? <laughs> Religion could work. Uh, uh, local? Yeah, do local. Uh, oh, damn, 17. You don't know either, but you've seen this before. It's not like Dalgrave, who hasn't seen it. You've seen this. You've seen it kill your friend. I think they're undead. But uh, that's what you think. But uh, you do not know. Yeah, do that's what Troy said about the other one. Not. No. Okay, that's the end I, of Baron's turn. But I, uh, Matthew knows because you said it. There are two combatants left. <laughs> Pembroke and Oninfexia. It is Pembroke's turn. Oh, okay. so, oh, Good. Thank God. Good. Okay. Uh, so, Pembroke is... Going to take a five foot step away from the Cyclops. Smart. Uh, that is, reach. Yes. He is going to use his metamagic rod to quick cast magic missile uh, mm-hmm. on himself. Um, Wait, what? He's going to shoot missiles at himself? I mean, sorry, <laughs> uh, mirror image. Hands off the pond. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so he gets seven images. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> and then he is going to start casting Sun Monster 5. Start oh. casting. Oh, please get it. Monster 5. What so is you, this, a, a Cialis commercial? <laughs> you just start some crazy uh, incantation moving around after casting Mirror Image. And then I always like Mirror Image because I always picture myself like the guys on the boardwalk with the Jackson 5 like puppets on, on rods. <laughs> yes. 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 That's what it look, it's looks like. <laughs> It's really bold, though, because you're going to put it in the hands of two random die rolls to see if it hits an image to break yeah. up your spell. Right. It's bold. Yeah, it's it is bold. bold choice. But with seven yeah. images, Joe. There's a great chance. Yeah. yeah. I love it. In the back corner of the room, the Cyclops looks, that one eye, just, she casts a glance over the room, looking at each of you in turn, and then just... Cast some sort of spell on all of you. Everyone roll a will save. Is it a poison spell or spellic ability? It is a spell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Say will save? 27. Will save. 27 for Pam. Whoa! 18 for Faraza. Yeah. Damn it. 21 for Dahlgrave. Okay. 32 for Baron. Uh, All right, so. Feyraza is the only fail. Oh, Thank God. God. It was forbid action greater. Oh. oh. And she forbids you from casting for 
10 rounds. Oh, 10 yeah. rounds. Oh, my God. cannot cast any spells. Wow. For 10 rounds. Well, just All turn right. into a penguin, finally. I mean... I'm safe in the corner. I can just hang out. You're dust. Do you have any supernatural <laughs> abilities? Yeah. I'm exploring my Do you have right any now. exceptional abilities? <laughs> Are you exceptional at anything? <laughs> I can craft some wondrous items. Well, you get plenty of time because round one's over. It's now round two and it's your turn. Um, okay. So, let me just check. Pause for edit. Right <laughs> uh, go, go. Try. Five, four, three, two, go. Uh, what about Flurry of Blows? <laughs> yeah, do you have Flurry of Blows as an 11th level druid? I thought you took a monk dip. <laughs> you, you didn't take a little monk dip. I swore you did. Dude, the, <laughs> druid the druid monk The druid monk dip is a classic. Classic. Caster druid monk dip. Dip. <laughs> I believe Wild Shape is a, uh, is a supernatural ability, right? Should be. Uh, it's not a spell. It's not a spell, so I'm not casting anything. Uh, oh boy! I can just hear thousands of nerds across the country. Just oh, yeah, oh like, yeah! I know what no! you could do. <laughs> <laughs> you, you. <laughs> no! Target! Oh, it's this is what it says. This the text of the spell. Target cannot cast spells or use spell-like abilities. Oh, but I don't think it's a spell-like. Ability. I think it's a supernatural ability. Supernatural's work. Grant knows. Grant knows all about supernatural. Just abilities. go to your character. Twisted I'm future. On. It doesn't say. Wild shape. Supernatural. Supernatural okay. ability. The little Sue. The okay. little Sue. A boy named Sue. So Faraza will become a wild cat made of dust. Yeah! A wild cat made of dust. That is horrifying. <laughs> cool. That old hat. Um, Come on, <laughs> Do something new. And she will move towards the other side of the room. All right, so you What does are, that mean? I just walked to the other side of the room. Is that a large creature? It's a huge creature. What's the huge creature? Uh, towards Oninfexia. Oh, oh man. So you're going to close on Oninfexia. Yes. You choose to close on Oninfexia. Can I have control of the wildkin? I'll think about it. I will certainly <laughs> consider it. Verasa! <laughs> <laughs> it is Zoya Betta's turn. Zoya Betta! Now, Dalgrath, you are on her. I'm on her. Would you care to, uh, as I pass by, I provoke several attacks of opportunities. Would you like to take your... Oh, I'm sorry. I was waiting to see where that movement was going to go. I didn't realize you were going to run directly through her. Um, does she want to take an attack of opportunity? Ooh. Attack of opportunities. I mean... Dunes! Well, I mean, I kind of do. Uh, yes. Because she's going to have a turn before you can get another one, so you might as well. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, attack you with her scythe. Wait, wait, wait. Who has a scythe? Own Infexia. Own Infexia. Yes. And she can... And Zoya Betta. They both have scythes. Okay. And, she, and it's cool if she AOOs two-handed in a round where she just casts a spell? Yes, because you can take your hand off the cast and put the hand right back on as a free action. Cool. Uh, it is going to be... A 39 to hit. Is that weapon magical? It is. Okay, that hits. Oh no. Oh, wow. That was your that was your oh, insurance? No. Whether or not these characters had magical weapons? Well, it'll, My still, plan, it'll still be half damage. I right? believe, yeah. 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 Uh, it is 16 points of damage. That's absolutely. So then have it and then put on stone skin. So, yeah. zero points of damage. Ooh, oh. Wow, I wonder if you still get stone skin when you're incorporeal. That's a great question. Ooh, that's a good question. Mm. Is your skin stone? Oh, oh. That's stone dust? Let's not worry about it. You're just a bunch of pebbles <laughs> rolling across the floor. Yeah, there's stone I'm stone dust. Stone dust. That's what the kids used to throw at me on the playground. <laughs> I think we should err on the side of you t- not taking any damage. I agree. I agree. That was, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you Google that. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll Google it. All right. We are going uh, on to... Uh, Zoya, oh no, Zoya Betta's turn, yes. Uh, so, you are on her, Dalgrave. I am on her. And to attack you is a minus six to attack, correct? That's correct. Can she move with you on her without... Like, how does that work? Do you slow down her movement? Uh, no, not that I can see in the rules. Okay, so you just move with her. Yeah. Um, and the scythe is behind her. All right, so move action. She's going to pick up the scythe and provoke an attack of opportunity from... Uh, the the panther That's from the dust the rock dust panther and Dalgrave? Uh, I you tell me does it provoke when she, they take actions like that while you are climbing? I mean I'm threatening her if you're threatening then uh, yes you both get a tax of opportunity uh, and we're flanking oh Ooh, yeah you sure are <laughs> so this is gonna get dicey yeah gotcha babe <laughs> yeah. that's my that's uh, that's my Ferraz right there all right uh, well quick swing. 
We still have to hit, so plus plus two on this. Come on, Matthew. Uh, Come on, Joe. 26 yeah! for Feraza. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Feraza mitt. Oh, what, 26 total? Yeah. With the with the flanking. Oh, 28. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I should ask. You shouldn't ask. Uh, yeah, that's a hit. All right. And so Dograith, you definitely hit. Uh, uh, Dograith definitely hit. Uh, he rolled a natty 18. Um, I, uh, is she evil? Uh, yes, she is. Yes. Yes, she is. Uh, okay. Uh, in that case, he does uh, 30 points of damage. Oh, yes. The crunchy. Uh, I recommend not picking that up. You left yourself open. Sack of opportunity here. Uh, and what do you get there, Feyraza, with your fang or your claw, whatever stupid it's thing a, you're using? It's a bite. Thank you very much. Stupid <laughs> cat. All right. Hang on. And I love cats. I love cats, too. See? <laughs> why else would I become one? Why are, we, why, why are we even fighting? It could have became anything. You take three points of damage. Oh, no. But here's the... Here's, <laughs> wow. However, however, wow. I get a free attempt to grab. Oh, crap. Except I'm, incor- except I'm incorporeal. Yeah, that's fine. That's incorporeal. Junky, right? What do you mean, eh, that's fine? I, I mean, I, this episode's already long enough. You can't. You I can't I sure grab anything. I missed my attempt to grab. You missed your attempt to grab. Oh, okay. I'm uh, sure. I'm sure he 22 well, does not be. Man, you got a lot game. of stuff to look up. Yeah, that was complicated. <laughs> <laughs> grabbing. Um, <laughs> so kid, and you can't cast anything. Uh, all right. Yeah, so whose fault is that? I don't even know whose turn it is now. Oh, it's me. I have my scythe. You have your scythe. Dalgrath laid out some some solid Dimaggio. Some there. justice. Man, you really taking away my full attack action. Uh, all right, I've done one level of energy drain here to Dalgreath. Should I go for two? Uh, oh God, I, I sound like such a like a total asshole this episode, but really, a scythe? <laughs> like it's a reach weapon, like on your person? Right, just swinging at me. Yeah, it's no, a no, back I mean, you take a penalty to the swing, so it's not that crazy. Right, right, right. I, I don't think you can even do it if I'm five feet away. Can it's you? complicated. It's 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 not considered a reach weapon. Oh, okay. If yeah, it's, yeah. All right. It's uh, oh, then no. It's then not like fine. a spear. If I had a spear, I I would accept that. I, argument. For some reason, I thought it was reach. My, um, my bad. You'd have to have a long spear, by the way, Troy, oh, to be clear. Another negative level. <laughs> oh, I am no. Come on, doll grave. I'm going to take one swing. This is at a minus six, you Dodge said? it. Dodge it. Oh, it was sitting on the 20. Uh, sitting uh, on uh, the 20. Uh, fell to 19. Uh, and you said it's a minus six? Minus six. I missed. All right. Nice. I definitely missed. Nice. nice. Uh, it went from a 20 to a two. That's the thing with these wormwood trays now. Like, I put it down. I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but I got a wormwood tray for my anniversary. And uh, I, the die just keeps rolling, and then it stops. It just drives me nuts. I got to, like, hit it against the wood. Did you yeah. tell? You're right. They, tell- they really make crap products. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. It is. Is Dalgrate's turn. Come on, Dalgrate. Bring in the noise, bring in the pain. Huge. Got to get another one in here while the war cat is threatening. Um, yeah, he'll go ahead and take another stabby stab. Uh, so with you on top of on. me, you anyone next to me, you can, you're considered flanked. Is that how it works? No, I, I mean I make it based on where I am on the map. I think it's complicated mechanics that the GM and the player kind of have to like agree on. Bip and bop with. Yeah, but it's basically like if the war cat was in a different position, I would say I need to move and like roll a climb check because I, I think that you still maintain the square you were in. Uh-huh. But you also are in the giant square for anything that would be bad for you, basically. I and then for the some things that are good for you. Where you climb, the, the, the area where you climbed from, I'm assuming you're there, and that puts you in perfect flanking position. Exactly. Uh, if you were a step to the right, we'd have a little bit of a talk. Yeah, and I would just have to move. You Take know your I mean? flanking. All right. Shut up. Take your... <laughs> He's an angry elf. <laughs> All right, here we go. Come on, Kevin and Aaron. Oh, probably a miss on that one. 24. That is a miss. Oh, no. That yeah. is what we call a miss. That is a miss, and uh, that's all... Uh, oh, that, yeah, that's all he's going to do this time. Well, what were you thinking? I just thought of something. Okay. Next round, if I'm I alive. I told you not to do that. <laughs> uh, okay, well, it is the, uh, the creature uh, that came off the slab. It uh, sees seven Pembrokes and wants nothing to do with that. Uh, so it charges at uh, the cat and makes one slam attack and misses. Nice. Right. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
it came from the slab. It moves pretty fast for this clearly undead aberration. It's just like runs up to it. It doesn't seem to be like Voltron together. It's it's just a Cyclops. Uh, I mean, it's made up of parts very clearly. From different Yeah, it's got the chunks. It doesn't have the same like uh, sort of awfulness that you saw in an Orphis or that other thing that was laying on the altar when you came back after that Orphis fight. Uh, But you can tell that they're definitely doing some experimentation on it as well. (sighs) Um, But now it is Baron's turn. Uh, Baron would... Is Onanfexia is the creature currently engaged with Dalgrith Deathbringer, correct? Uh, no, that is Zoya Betta. Zoya Betta. I apologize. I apologize. Zoya Betta with I'm an so X, sorry. Right? Uh, Baron's going to go for a full attack action against Zoya Betta. Nice. Ooh, first Maybe. attack. Don't you roll a natural one, Zoni. Roll it. Roll it. Uh, okay. Uh, is it giant subtype? It'll affect uh, everything. That's an excellent question. It is. Yes. All right. Yes. So that is a 20 against touch AC, and that's an additional 2d6 damage die. Ooh, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's a hit. Saw that. There were so many sixes. Yeah, I know. I see a lot of <laughs> so really many sixes. 38 points of damage on the first attack. Ooh, okay, baby. Okay, that's My fair. Second attack gracious. is also going to get up close and deadly. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a misfire. Oh, oh no! Grant! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> But do, you do, but do you do your grazing damage? Pew, 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 pew. No. Oh, for the up close and deadly, I do. Even, I always okay. do on up close and deadly. Yes. Sure, give it to me. Uh, <laughs> these two were my die for up close and deadly, so that's four points of grazing damage. Thank oh. you, Matthew. Shades of Capitacaz's cat. Do you get the do you get the uh, giant bonus damage on a graze as well? No, it's it, it doesn't make sense on a graze. So the now graze is just for that. It so goes to a one to seven it. if you were to fire again, right? No, it's actually. Uh, I'm, I, I've messed up Misfire many times. It's normally fine. Right. But I get... Um, Give me one second. Uh, Gunslinger's uh, training, which reduces my Misfire. It's one to five, I believe. I'll, I'll tell you in one second. Okay. I'll get back to you. All right, but you're not going to take another shot. Is what you're gonna exactly. Uh, okay. It is Pembroke's turn. Pembroke, you have been casting and nothing interrupted it. Uh, that is great news. Amazing. So, Amazing! Uh, on the battlefield, I get one D3 of these. Oh! Okay. I get three, so... Uh, there are three celestial lions oh, appear wow. on the battlefield. Beautiful. Uh, and uh, their names are... I wrote them down. Are their they names, large creatures? They or? are. They're large. Okay. Uh, While well, you look up the models for Roll20. <laughs> uh, there is... One is named Striker. Uh, the second one is named Kim. <laughs> and uh, the third one is named Alumin- uh, Aluminium Jerry. And those are the three. Uh, one of them uh, goes... like the names of a punk band from the 70s. <laughs> That's right. Uh, one of them is... <laughs> they're very chubby lions. <laughs> <laughs> These are like... <laughs> I just want more chocolates. <laughs> Stretch the image to make them fit into four squares. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing they're they well only fun. last 12 rounds because otherwise they'd die of Troy, you got to take a screenshot of this. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of them... I want one of them behind... Um, Olafexia. Okay, it's a little uh, tricky over there um, because of the pillars and the altar. Um If you don't want it to move, they have just, reach. I just, I just want to want it I to see. be able to. Yeah, I'm going to put it in the one spot where it's it's going to have to squeeze to get out of there, but it yeah. can attack. Put it on the yeah. table. Put it on the table. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, right on, on the, the table. Slab? Okay, that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's great. All right, and then I want Striker to be <laughs> right uh, uh, on the behind Olafexia, oh, and then I want. Aluminium Jerry to be between Striker and Dalgreath Deathbringer. Okay. There we go. Right so there. flanking there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So Beautiful. you got three lions basically surrounding Onanfexia. There are four cats now with, yeah. the, with the Feyraza surrounding Onanfexia. Yes. And they let out enormous meow roar, roars meow. from heaven. Meow. <laughs> and um, do you want them to be right up in her business? Or no, they have reach. Away? So if they, they can be five feet away, that's okay. That's great. Good. Uh, all right. So you want to attack with them? I'm yes, assuming. they do want to attack. Um, and so, let's see. All right. So Kim on the on the table. She's going to take the first attack, uh, and she's going to smite evil as a swift action. Okay. All right. So the first attack is a bite that's. Uh, 24 to hit. Miss. Okay. Claw. 
Come on, uh, baby. 25 to hit. Miss. Oh, okay. God. Get, we'll figure out what Last that is. Last one is a miss. <laughs> okay. We'll figure um, out the miss, miss, miss. All right. Striker is going to do the same thing. Smite evil also. Onafexia. Yeah, on Onafexia. 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 That is 26 to hit. 26 is a hit. Okay. Right, there yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. All right. <laughs> so uh, that is 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. Uh-huh. And second claw. Claw, uh, that is a miss. Oh. All right. Okay. So Aluminium Jerry is flanking, <laughs> and he is going to bite. Natural 20. Okay. Oh, there's one. Okay, roll to confirm. All right. There's so- one. Oh, uh, that is a, not a confirm. Okay, exploding dice, okay, but exploding dice. Exploding dice. Right. So that's uh, and and smite evil. Yeah. So that's oh, that's nineteen points of good damage. Okay. Um, and he gets a free attempt to grab as well. Uh, that is a uh, twenty-seven against CMD. Not grab. Okay. So uh, he's going to strike with the claw, miss, and another claw, miss. Oh, boy. And Pembroke, uh, he still <laughs> has flight active, so he's going to fly up. Uh, he's going to use his standard action this turn because he has to, he spent a swift action and a move action last turn. He has to do a full round action to do the summon. So he's going to sp- spend his standard action to fly up and over between Aluminium Dairy and Striker on the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> He's flanked by these two lions. Yeah. Uh, like the New York Public Library. I'm, I'm like the library, right. <laughs> right. The library. You are the library. Yes. And I'm going to do a religion check on these guys to see if there's anything I can learn in addition. Okay. On uh, You want to do it on, uh, on Infexia? Yeah, that's probably good. We don't know anything about her yet, right? Uh, yeah. It's actually just going to be Knowledge Local. Oh, Knowledge Local. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is 23. 23. Yeah. I can give you one piece of useful information. Is there anything in particular you want to know? Give me, give me something good. Just turn on. I don't Yeah. Uh, turn ons. Uh, let's see. Uh, she is a, uh, a very high powered spellcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you that uh, she also has uh, ferocity. She does. Yes. Oh, oh wow. She's a high-powered spellcaster with ferocity. <laughs> <laughs> and it is her turn. Oh, dear. Oh, Surrounded no. by three lions. The San Diego Zoo. And a panther. <laughs> now, you're in It's incor- like Joan Embry visit on The Tonight Show. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Barry Sanders, Matthew Stafford. I can't name any other lions. And a panther, Kim Newton. As an incorporeal creature, like, what can I do? I can touch you with a magical spell, right? The spells are unaffected. Spells are fine, right? Uh, now, however you would provoke. Sure, I would provoke unless I cast defensively, which is almost a slam dunk for her to do. Um, Could always roll that natural one. Could always roll the natural one. Could. Um, okay. Now, I believe, though, if you want to try to touch me with a spell, that is different. Let's check the rules on that one. The way I'm reading it here is that magic is magic. So even though it doesn't seem to make sense, like how can you touch nothing? Like a magical weapon, yeah. if it hit, could slice through. I think a spell is a spell, and spells can affect. It's like your hand is a magical weapon at that moment. Right. It just it's So so she sticks her hand in there. First I will roll to cast defensively. Uh, made it. <laughs> Barely. I made it. Made the DC by one. Um, thank you, combat casting. Uh, she sticks her hand into the no the ether no this of this pass rock <laughs> dust cat that's an option no thank you i want to pass and i am going to I'm going to use Flash of Insight on this as well. Oh, no. She has it as well. Oh, no. Is that a once-per-day situation? The other creature used it. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying for her, is it once per day or is it like once per round? It's an excellent question. I'll discuss it after the fight. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, So I'm going to say it's a natural 20 with a spell touch attack. Oh, Oh my God. God. That's times two? If it if it confirms. if you confirm this if you confirm oh the magic crits that people write in are so horrifying oh, and they never happen I'm yeah, roll, because they never happen I'm gonna roll the justified in their heart on the table on the table it's so horribly bad put it on the glass baby is it gonna be the, the end of Raza? 
I'm just thinking it, like you're not going to use neon green though. Oh, I got to use neon green. Oh, nah, no. nah, nah, nah. That's, That's not fair. Uh, so I. I'm, That's like using Joe's father's-in-law dice. Ma- Malcolm? I What's his name? <laughs> That's like Barry Bonds using PEDs for almost his entire career. Melee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Ooh. Low roll. That can matter. Twenty-one. My AC exactly. Oh, oh man! My God. I'm not voting for you for the Hall of Fame either, oh, Troy. Oh my God! <laughs> no way. I need you to roll. I need you to roll a uh, a fortitude save. How's your fortitude save these days? Fine. Okay. Nothing special. Um, let me just make sure. Uh, yeah, that's a hit. Okay, takes that. Go ahead and roll that fortitude save. Natural one. Automatic fail. No. I cast a spell called Slay Living, and I crit. Oh. And we'll see you next oh, week. No. Oh my no. god! Oh. No. What? No. Why? You knew what you were doing. <laughs> you Why? knew it. What you were doing? You oh, knew. Oh my god. <laughs> Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.